Hi, and welcome to Beyond Parking, a podcast brought to you by the British Parking Association. My name's Joey, and I'm here today with Julian, and we both work in the technology, innovation and research team. Hi again, I'm Joey, um, and obviously we're here with Julian again. How, how are things today with you, Julian? Oh, pretty good, yeah. It's the start of the school holidays, so I'm seeing more of my uh, wonderful daughter. Um, I don't know if she sees it the same way, but uh, all good. And it's great how we can put this podcast together without having to rove around with a mic. Wonders of Zoom. Uh, so far, so good, huh? I know, it's great. Who do we have today? We have Dr. Ralitza Hitiba, who is a, um, a senior research fellow at University of Sussex Social Policy Research Unit. Do I get a medal for remembering all of that? That is impressive, given that I seem to forget how to pronounce people's names. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we already have quite a history with, uh, we're going to call her Rally, that's, uh, that's uh, for short, um, in that she um, met us when we went down to uh, Brighton for an innovation forum around um, energy and microgrids and all sorts of interesting things that uh, we were curious about. And from that, we spawned uh, a relationship that started with an intern, who you'll hear about, Astley, um, and also a current project, Transpark, which you'll also hear about. And I'd like to kind of shoe on a plug-in, if I may. We're doing a workshop with um, University of Sussex at the end of the month called Transpark. You're going to hear all about this project that's looking at supporting innovative business models uh, in parking and how parking can be more interoperable. Yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely a webinar forum that's well worth getting involved in if you are interested and you'll hear a little bit more about it further along in the podcast. The other thing that I found really interesting, Julian, on this uh, when we did this interview, which was a couple of weeks ago, was the thing that she talks about at the end, which is innovation forums and how how you can bring different sectors together to progress in terms of innovation and also the social and community outcomes of bringing these different industries together. Yes, and I think that's something really to uh, think about because our sector is, is good at that in some respects, but it can learn a lot from other sectors and it can provide information um, to other sectors that, that is very valuable. These these forums are, are great and it's something that our sector um, could and should get more involved in because I think there's real opportunities moving forward to sort of change the way that car parks and parking spaces are used. That's where you get the cross-fertilisation of ideas and, um, and different ways of accessing research and funding and so on that can really push things forward, yeah. Well, let's push things forward and listen to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> Hi Rally, it's great to have you on the show. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your research? Sure. So my name is Dr. Valitza Hitova and I'm a research fellow at the Science Policy Research Unit at the University of Sussex. For the past perhaps seven years, I've been working on infrastructure governance and particularly in any type of situations where different types of infrastructure come together. Uh, this is known as infrastructure interdependencies and the kind of the, the best known cases of that are around smart grids and uh, more recently with my work 
we are looking at the extent to which different types of infrastructure systems, such as uh, digital energy, transport, mobility, can interact uh, within parking spaces. That's great. Th thanks for giving us an, an overview of, of our uh, of how we're working with you. It's it's, it's been uh, something that came out of a one meeting about a year ago now, wasn't it? Um, with your parking department, funnily enough, and it spawned into getting in touch with you. And, and here we are today. And we were very fortunate to have uh, your research assistant, Asla, join us for three months on the Connected Values project, which you just touched upon. Could you tell us a bit more about um, the findings of that project? The Connected Value projects uh, seek to examine the extent to which different types of interdependencies uh, which are taking place within the parking sector, so we're looking at recent trends, uh, can have the potential of uh, creating additional value, either through um, new types of opportunities for revenues or through uh, the introduction of new services. Um, one example of this is um, solar carports. They are becoming increasingly popular in the UK. Uh, predominantly with local authorities and with a lot of private businesses who have large fleets of vehicles. Um, what we're seeing is that uh, the attraction there comes from uh, an opportunity to offset existing costs related to uh, transport costs such as fuel and also to offset uh, any kind of energy costs. So these types of technologies introduced in parking can uh, create a great opportunities for um, connecting different values. Um, these are kind of social values. Uh, for example, auto parking might not naturally be associated for many people with uh, protecting the environment. By introducing opportunities for uh, more uh, electric vehicles, a lot more charging points, it can make a significant contribution to uh, things such as uh, improved air quality. Uh, the introduction of higher numbers of uh, renewable projects, particularly at the lower voltage and distribution levels. For example, uh, solar carports, uh, they quite often are part of microgrids, um, where the electricity which is generated is uh, used almost entirely on site. Uh, which means that uh, it's much easier to manage any kind of peaks uh, in demand in specific areas. So this type of technology has huge potential to uh, contribute to larger societal values. You've talked a lot about the potential of all the things to happen. Is it actually happening somewhere? Can you tell us about some real life examples or anywhere where some of this um, joined up thinking is actually going on? What we have seen in the UK is that a lot of local authorities have appetite um, for doing projects which uh, make greater connections. For example, uh, they have strong mandate to deliver services around well-being, health, uh, education, uh, creation of jobs. For example, the delivery of energy projects and energy services is not part of their mandate per se, but a lot of local authorities, um, due to the budget cuts that were introduced uh, during the economic crisis, have seen a lot of their budgets reduced significantly, and they have to seek not only new revenues that are quite sustainable, but they also have to look for other ways in which they create additional value through uh, the projects that they support. 
in terms of parking, there has always been great demand in most local authorities to do more around parking. And um, they have been a growing number of projects that are looking to expand uh, electric vehicle charging points um, in different areas. So for example, what we're seeing in Dundee is the introduction of low carbon hubs, uh, which are designed not with the kind of the siloed idea of parking and uh, more uh, introduction of uh, EV charging points and more introduction of and use of renewables locally, but they're considered as part and parcel of the same space. And uh, that allows them the scope not only to introduce uh, quite big type of infrastructure, radical type of innovations, but also to embed this within the local plans for infrastructure development and for um, urban planning. That's really interesting. I was just wondering if I could take you back to something you said earlier about the connection between energy services and um, social well-being and I was just wondering if you could expand a little bit more on that. Yeah sure, uh, so one of the most exciting uh, things part of the energy transition in the UK over the past I would say 15 to 20 years is that there has been a significant growth in the number of uh, quite local energy community-based sometimes even voluntary based uh, cooperatives and organizations and this has to do with the delivery um, of more renewables, particularly more distributed renewables um, for use in local areas. Uh, this would mean that um, local people can invest in the development of uh, solar panel um, projects, which are put either on private or public buildings. And then uh, those who have invested will uh, receive a quite decent uh, payback, such as between three and four percent of their investment. But also, there is a lot of a lot of potential to create uh, additional um, social and environmental benefits for these projects. Uh, one of that is that in certain areas, that means that local cooperatives and even local councils can deliver a lot of uh, either free electricity to uh, those who are most vulnerable, or they can significantly reduce the cost of um, energy for a vulnerable group of people, such as people in social housing. What we see is that um, in many cases, a lot of uh, these local energy cooperatives and community organizations, they don't just offer um, the introduction of new technologies such as solar PV panels um, or any type of heat pumps. What they tend to do is they come hand in hand with uh, introducing energy retrofits in, for the buildings where these will be used and they have a significant additional benefits as well. And the opportunity here for the parking sector is that we need to find a way to create new business models that allow an opportunity for local energy cooperatives and companies to start investing in parking spaces and to see them as prime locations for uh, introducing new types of services, whether it has to do with flexibility, storage, or just new ways to introduce a higher percentage of uh, renewables into the local grid. Thank you, uh, Rally. Uh, and I know that um, the Connected Values work uh, by yourself and Asla, it's going to take the form of a guide that will be useful to all our members and will be able to have on the website. 
One really exciting part of the uh, guide is its accompanying interactive map, which you've worked really hard on to provide us an ability to zoom in to anywhere in the country and see where there are EV charge points, what the EV ownership is. Could you tell us more about that map? Yeah, um, with pleasure. So uh, the research assistant on the project, Asli Atesh, uh, did a great job of putting together different types of uh, resources. And what we did is make sure that the data is actually comparable. Um, we managed to disaggregate the data according to different regions in the UK. And we used uh, data around EV charging. Um, so in terms of ownership, we have publicly owned EV charging privately owned EV charging, um, also use data that related to ownership of electric vehicles. And when we put the data together and we layered it, what we'll see is that um, tells us a, a more detailed and nuanced story, nuanced story about what is happening in certain areas in terms of EV charging. Thank you. And the devil is in the detail in that map, most definitely, isn't it? There's an amazing amount of detail that it throws up and hopefully would be useful to all our members to see, you know, if they've got a car park in anywhere from Southampton to Exeter, they can see how it positions itself compared to the national picture of, of availability and ownership and so on. Yeah, I would encourage all BPA members and other interested parties to um, go on the website and play with the map. It's yep. free. Uh, we have made it as easy to use as possible. Obviously, there are limitations um, due to the fact that there isn't a single data source for the data. So the hope is that uh, it will be used as a first step um, for any parking operators, any companies that are looking to expand uh, their services and to any energy companies to go and check uh, it will give them a good idea of what's available in any given area and it will be a good starting point to think about what additional services uh, they could be investing in. So um, this interactive map um, is a real mine of information for anyone, not just in the parking sector, but uh, interested in infrastructure and how EV charging is placed or less well placed in different parts of the country. And it's surprising to me that there isn't, at the moment, a source that merges all this information around energy, around charging, around car ownership, and throw into that car parks. So much information there for you to have a look at. Now, what's um, happening at the moment, I, I, I don't know if, if you've been noticing, Joey, but um, there's this joke about the uh, government money tree, but they do seem to be making a lot of announcements about investment in sustainable recovery, in transport infrastructure, the green recovery. Yeah, they do. You're right. They seem to be um, popping up everywhere, a bit like a pop-up cycle. <laughs> oh, boom. Very good. Cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not rehearsed. <laughs> not at all, no. Well, yeah, anyone listening to this may um, may wonder how well rehearsed it is. Uh, uh, but we like to be spontaneous, don't we, Joey? We do, yeah. yeah and bringing it back to the, uh, the infrastructure side of things, that's obviously where you have your expertise, Rally. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting uh, beginning of uh, the the kind of the green stimulus uh, packages that uh, everybody is expecting to be introduced. I have to say, one of the important elements of that is not just to invest in a particular sector in a way which is going to create uh, 
the highest number of jobs. I think what's quite important is to uh, invest in what will be least regret options. So these will be options which would uh, bring significant value to a great number of people, irrelevant whether uh, we bounce back to pre-COVID-19 uh, levels of, let's say, parking or pre-COVID-19 levels of travel with public transport. The idea is that we want something which would create a significant value, irrelevant uh, what happens and how quickly we recover afterwards. And I have to say that uh, there is no doubt in my mind that further integration between mobility, transport and energy system is going to be one of those no-brainer kind of investments. And parking spaces have a key role to play in these different systems and services coming together. An opportunity to rethink. Just because things were going a certain way before COVID, we've got this opportunity to rethink. And with this investment, you know, it really needs to be thought out rather than you're saying just going for sort of obvious choices uh, and thinking how they link together. I mean, the interesting thing is that local authorities in the UK are going to play a very big role in making these happen. I mean, they have the power to actually convene different types of utility companies. Um, they have the ability to help get local financing. Uh, they have a key role to play in uh, PPAs, in the establishment of PPAs. And these are things that you need in order to create along with partnerships in order to create um, local smart tariffs. Thank you. So the Connected Values Project, it uh, produced this guide and this map, but we're now engaged in a new phase of research with you and we've partnered on something called Transpark. Much better if you tell us all about that, Rally. Over to you. Yeah, I mean, without Connected Values, uh, there wasn't going to be Transpark because it builds on the idea um, that there is more value that can be created for by linking different systems together in parking spaces. The project aims to help reimagine parking spaces as spaces of innovation. So Transpark is going to examine the extent to which there is a shared understanding of what is interoperability. So interoperability, um, we found, is a quite interesting word, which means very different things depending on whether you're coming from a digital sector perspective, whether you're coming from energy sector perspective or, or mobility. The interesting thing there is that uh, it implies um, over 20 different types of interactions, which could be considered interoperability. So it could be through the very passive exchange of information between two or more systems in one space, to a quite more complicated way in which changes in one system can lead to changes in another system. And it's exciting because uh, Transpark as a project aims to also identify new business model innovations uh, that can build around the concept of interoperability. So in practical terms, with that project, we're looking at how to take the next step in creating more connected values for integrating systems between parking, transport, mobility, energy and digital. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got energy and smart tariffs, EVs and vehicle to grid, data with AI and kind of being able to recognise the difference between a bike and a car. And there's a real opportunity moving forward for these all to join up. I was just wondering a bit more broadly, 
if there were any other things you were working on outside of this project and outside of parking um, and if there's anything in particular that you're interested in. Um, one of the things that I'm currently working on uh, is uh, the creation of innovation forums. So in Greater Brighton, uh, we have managed to get funding to create an innovation forum, which is a regional based initiative, which will bring together different types of utilities, uh, businesses, um, community organizations. And specifically what we want to do is try to find bottlenecks in innovation uh, that are shared across the different sectors and uh, create an informal and safe space where we can discuss how we can uh, overcome these. These type of innovation spaces are really important and we found this in previous projects because although individual regulators such as Ofgem have uh, gone a long way in making sure that they provide uh, a kind of a flexible and responsive uh, regulatory system which seeks to identify ways in which existing regulation is slowing down innovation. Um, so for example, they have a service called Innovation Link and a regulatory sandbox uh, where companies can apply to have uh, certain types of restrictive regulation lifted for a period of time in during which pilots of two years they can learn what they need to learn in order to provide a, uh, a real business offering which can exist in real market uh, circumstances. However, uh, what you would appreciate is particularly when we're talking about smaller companies or even uh, community energy groups, I would say that the administrative cost of engaging or seeking an engagement with a regulator and a um, service such as the Innovation Link is quite high. What they do need is an opportunity to talk to other people, other businesses, other community organizations that might have uh, ways to, to think about these types of uh, restrictions and innovations and come up with solutions. So this is what the Innovation Forum aims to do. Um, another thing that we aim to help is also thinking and building partnership across different sectors. So it's all about breaking silos. So we're hoping that the Innovation Forums will create an opportunity to deliver these things locally. Thank you. They sound really interesting and, uh, and something perhaps, well, I'm sure the BPA would be happy to be involved if you've got a specific uh, task or... or... The dog's going. <laughs> Hello, Oscar. Welcome to the Beyond Parking podcast. Would you like to add anything? <laughs> Thanks. He's already moved on. The okay. can, can, can we add that on our viewing figures, Joey? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things I was going to say, and it's interesting because there's a real theme running through all the podcasts we've done so far, is that collaboration, it seems to be the key to kind of things moving forward and success and kind of development in, in particular areas. So I think these innovation forums seem like a really good opportunity. What we've discovered so far, uh, looking at interoperability, business model innovations around energy, is that the technical aspects are quite usually easily solved. Uh, there's more than one technical way in which you can make something happen. Uh, the big barriers are around uh, regulation, financing, and being able to identify what customers need and what 
they would like to pay for. And, and, and these ones, you can, only, you can only start working on these issues if you have an opportunity to interact with uh, the other service providers. Thank you. Is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to talk about? One last thing I wanted to add is if you're a local authority, if you are a parking operator, it doesn't matter how big or small. If you are an energy company, a system operator, if you um, are part of a digital company that does anything around parking and mobility, we absolutely want you to take part in uh, the webinar that we are running on Wednesday, the 29th of July between 10 and 12 o'clock and uh, this will be part of Transpark um, and we are hoping to get as many people as possible as we want to know whether the definitions and the type of interoperability we have identified that whether you know it's a complete list we want to find out if there are types of interoperability we haven't come across and we most certainly want to talk to everybody who is interested in interoperability um, to map the different challenges in taking these type of projects off the ground. Thank you, thank you Riley and we will of course provide a link to signing up for that workshop in the text accompanying this podcast and we'll also be putting it out on our usual social media platforms. I think that's a good point to uh, to say thank you Dr Hitteber for joining us today on the Beyond Parking podcast and it's an absolute pleasure to be working with you and taking Transpark forward into uh, into the exciting future that we're heading for, or the unknown future in some ways, but uh, it's certainly helping shape the debate, isn't it? I thank you very much for the invitation. It's, as usual, a pleasure to talk to you and to engage with uh, people in parking. Mm-hmm.